This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, episode 64. Hey listeners, welcome to the show this week. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke. I'm so glad you're here. In case you didn't know, I am a parent educator. I'm a positive discipline trainer and a newly certified life coach. Super exciting. I'm also the host of this podcast. Uh, If you are a new listener, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad that you have found your way here and I really hope that you appreciate and value the show that you're about to listen to. If you're an old timer, thank you. Thanks for coming back and supporting the podcast and telling all your friends. Yay. I love my listeners. Today, my guest is Eric Green. He is the blogger at One Awesome Dad. He is the admin of the Peaceful Parenting community online on Facebook. And he's just a really cool guy. And I reached out to him because I liked what he had going on. And I always appreciate having a male voice on the show. So I reached out to Eric and he said, yes, of course, I'd love to come on. And since then has been a great supporter of my community. I'm really excited to talk to him. We're going to kind of puzzle out what peaceful parenting means. We're going to talk about the challenge of shifting from a reactive to a responsive mindset We're going to talk about what's up with dads. What's up with dads? Eric is going to speak for the dads, (laughs) or at least speak for himself and let us know, you know, what it's like to be a dad today in the peaceful parenting world. So I'm really excited that you're here, and I look forward to getting your feedback about the show. So listen all the way to the end, and I'll give you some ideas about where to go to find me and share feedback and join the community. So again, thanks for being here. Let's talk to Eric. Hi there, Eric. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Casey. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so glad that you were able to make it. Please share with the listeners a little bit about what you do. Gosh, okay. What do I do? Yeah, so I have a Facebook page called One Awesome Dad, and I run a uh, Facebook group 
that has really been growing and become very active recently called Peaceful Parenting Community. And within these two pages, I also blog at oneawesomedad.com. And so within these pages, I ultimately, I, I like to think that I advocate for children's rights. Yeah, and you you come from this place of peaceful parenting, and you're a dad, obviously. I'm a you're dad. one awesome dad. <laughs> I'm one awesome dad. I'm just one among many. So awesome tell dads. me, tell me about how you found yourself blogging. Yeah, so I have been I've been into blogging for uh, several years. I started doing I started putting stuff out there at ericadgreen.com, which is more personal stuff. I've posted some of my artwork there. And I got interest in it um, maybe 2009-ish when mostly to post my artwork. This mm-hmm. is before I was a dad, before my son came along. And um, I found that it was a great way to communicate, you know, get my get my artwork out there. I was pretty good with SEO, search engine optimization. Oh, and so I started, I started finding myself ranking for uh, some of the niche terms in art. Mm-hmm. So for oil pastels is my kind of thing. And um, I got successful with that. And what happened is in regards to parenting is my son was born and then I just became enveloped in parenting topics Mm -hmm. and peaceful parenting and conscious parenting and it occurred to me uh to start my own page i so i started my website one awesome dad i started blogging a little bit uh here and there and i started the facebook page and just posting here and there and sort of dipping my toes in the water with the with the parenting community um i think maybe i felt a little bit maybe intimidated Mm -hmm. at first, you know, um, being a new parent and suddenly I have all these opinions and right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm wondering, you know, is anybody going to take me seriously? Um, and, and so the, and so my page, uh, one awesome dad on Facebook became the main sort of hub for my thoughts and activities and sharing memes. And it wasn't until 2015, uh, just last year, that I got more involved in it. I started posting more. I started um, getting more bold with my opinions, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And um, the more I posted, the more um, followers started to... uh, I started to really get some great feedback uh, from people saying, "Hey, I love your page. I love this stuff that you write," and uh, that encouraged me to start a Facebook group called Peaceful Parenting Community. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, that has taken off, um, and it is—it's exciting. It's exciting to be to be able to help and support parents yeah. who struggle, you know, and. Um, to encourage them to uh, be more peaceful mm-hmm. uh, in their parenting and just to maybe remind them sometimes, you know, that um, it's, it's in, so in my opinion, it's a better approach uh, as a parent to be more gentle, more, less reactive, right, mm-hmm. uh, and, and more, um, more calm. And, of course, that's the big question is how do you stay calm, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Have you found? In, so, how old is your son? My son is five. Your son is five. So, have you found? Because um, I know for me in my journey of having children, I, you know, the baby, my oldest daughter, when she was yeah. a baby, it was pretty easy because she just wanted to be in the sling all the time, and that was okay mm-hmm. with me. And as she got older, and then we added child number two, and everything that comes along with that dynamic shift, I found mm-hmm. myself confronted with, you know, a, a, a little girl who had opinion about things. And I noticed that even though I had decided I was going to be one way, when confronted right. with the challenge in front of me, there was actually a very quick reactive state that lived mm-hmm. inside of me that I didn't realize until that moment. Do you have you on your journey just of being a dad? Have you like what's it like that navigation for you? Um, that that space between you know the declaration of this is how I will be and you know what's the journey like for you? What's the right right? Yeah, what are you working against? If Gosh, anything, yeah. okay, not all of us <laughs> right. have issues. <laughs> right. So I'm, I will not put myself out there as someone without issues. Let's, okay. Let's oh, good. Take, I like take you Take care already. of that, right? I definitely <laughs> have issues. Um, so, and I only have uh, one child. Mm-hmm. We don't have two. Um, and I think that that does make it easier. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes uh, parents will challenge me on that a little bit and say, you know, well, you only have, right, you only have one child. You have no idea what it's like to have two or three or four. And, you know, that's entirely true. Mm-hmm. I do not know what it's like to have more than one child. Um, and I can see how it would uh, increase the challenge. Absolutely. Um, but it's, I still think that there are still some um, approaches and practices that anyone can use uh, regardless of the number of Oh, for children sure. that you have yeah. and regardless of uh, what the situation is and for me I think the main thing is just to practice mm-hmm. at it it's just a matter of practicing so in that moment when you feel challenged and when you feel overwhelmed um, to take that pause and just sort of recognize what's going on within yourself just that recognition just that conscious recognition I feel overwhelmed right, right? I uh, I am losing it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just that conscious recognition alone is a huge step, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think if we can understand that and sort of give ourselves a break a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that just by taking that pause, just and and getting practiced at it. Um, there's this idea that I've been reading about lately, where when you when you take that pause and when you're practicing, you're really forming these new uh, neural pathways in your brain that strengthen uh, the whole idea of giving yourself a pause. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. You're and speaking so, my language. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the more you strengthen that the, and the better practiced uh, you get at it, then you can take the next step to keeping yourself calm, Right. Yeah. Uh, to and to finding ways to approach whatever situation it is in a more loving, uh, understanding, and gentle uh, type of of reaction. 
Yeah. And I, I love that. I'm actually leading a course right now called the Intentional Parent Project. Mm-hmm. And we that's exactly what it's all about. I mean, that's the internal work coupled with the external tools, right? So I teach positive discipline. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a formed program that I've been trained to guide people through. And what I found, um, and I've spoken about this, listeners are probably like, oh, yeah, here she goes. <laughs> right. I've spoken about this before because it's all well and good to have the tools and to read the articles and the books and everything, but then you find yourself in the moment. Exactly. And if you can't navigate your own internal stuff, right? then you can't lean towards those tools that have proven to be helpful and effective. I mean, I use them. I've used them you know, for the last 10 years and I'm reaping the benefits right now with my 13 and my 10 year old. I mean, we still have ups and downs and it ebbs and flows and there's meltdowns and tantrums. However, it's, you know, it's simply the, yes, we are all human beings having a human experience versus this feeling of out of control, resentment, you know, that can show up when people are feeling like they don't have any influence or they're feeling like they're not connected so um, I really right. appreciate you talking about that and that growing the pause. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I've been – that's been a big one. And, yes. yes, to the neuro – you know, the neurotransmitter insulation that happens. I had a guy on a few months ago, Giovanni from um, Austin, the Austin Mindfulness Center, and he we were talking about mindfulness and um, meditation and how it – helps in that parenting practice because in meditation, you know, we're noticing when our thoughts are taking over and we come back to breath. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season, and this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 
35 different meal choices and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. And in real life, we're noticing, like, just like you said, I'm overwhelmed right now, or I'm rigid right now, or Mm -hmm. I'm grasping, like for me, it's I'm grasping for control right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and we recognize that and we can return to a place of center and it takes practice, daily, regular practice. So thank you for that. Yeah. And you know what? And that's the thing that I like to reiterate with parents. It's just the concept of practice. Mm -hmm. Because so many parents, when they're new to this, uh, this whole idea of taking a pause, of being gentle and being more peaceful and conscious parenting and all this, um, they get to that place where they're confronted with the situation and they lose it. And then they wonder, gosh, what's going on, right? I can't, right. I can't do this, right? How do I do this? And then you, then you give them the tools and you give them the ideas and then they try it and they come back and say, I still can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's the thing I like to reiterate is that it really, it's practice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it really the is. You, the more you do it, the more you do it over and over and over. And it's so hard at first. Yeah. You know? And so just somebody saying, well, practice it and get up, back up and try it again. It, it's still going to be hard the next time. Yeah. It's hard the next time. And then the next time and then the next time. And then there will get to be a point where you say, oh, Okay. I'm I'm starting to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think that I think another thing that kind of trips up parents too is recognizing that just because you've chosen a new way of being doesn't mean that your kids, you know, suddenly become super easy. <laughs> gotcha. That's I a great mean, point too. You right. know, they're still having their human experience, navigating the world, navigating emotions that are difficult to handle and self-regulation and the prefrontal right. cortex is still in development. So yes, yeah. Yeah. And that can be discouraging too, I think to parents and that can like lead them to this place of, Oh, this, you know, this peaceful parenting, this positive discipline, it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, quote work. Right. And I've found myself recently and I was just talking to teachers last night about this too. It's, it's, it's a mindset shift away from, how what do i need to do to manipulate my kids into obedience right versus how can i be in relationship with my kids so that they are learning and practicing life skills so that they can navigate yeah. their world right and that's really that's you know when i say it out loud it's like why is that such a hard mindset shift but it is it is it can be really difficult for parents because they see these little people as right. like, I'm the adult. You should do, you should just do what I say. 
Exactly. You know, and then we're really upset when they get to be teenagers and that influence shifts to their peers and they're just doing what they say. Right, right. right. <laughs> we need to train them to think for themselves, right? You know, I think there's more than a mindset shift of just that um, dropping the idea of wanting to control your kids. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. It's wanting to control your world and all the chaos and craziness that's around. Making that shift from letting it go as much as you can and learning to um, be in control of what's going on within yourself. Yeah. That's the big shift. That's And that's that's not easy. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not, and that's like why everybody should get a life coach. <laughs> there you go. Yes, <laughs> right. He'll help you out with that. I uh, say, you know, parents say, "Okay, so what can I do?" Right, and I say, "Do whatever it takes for yourself. Get a life coach. Yeah. Go to therapy. Exercise. Do something that's important for you in your life, like art or cooking or music mm-hmm. or yoga or whatever it is. Take time for you know to for yourself uh, to to get yourself feeling good." Yeah. Definitely self-care. Do you, so talking about peaceful parenting, so like peaceful parenting as a concept, Mm -hmm. right? Can you talk a little bit deeper into what you see peaceful parent, what is peaceful parenting? What does that mean to you? Right. So, right. So, you know, I, when I get asked this every time, I feel like I have a different (laughs) answer for it. That's okay. Right. What is peaceful parenting? You know, um, I think uh, on just on the surface, it's it's nonviolent parenting, mm-hmm. right? So it's parenting that doesn't involve any kind of physical or emotional uh, violence. Mm-hmm. So it's not spanking, it's not slapping or popping, uh, and it's also um, not uh, being aggressive or or combative even with your children and. In that sense, peaceful parenting is really, it's an, it's an ideal. Mm-hmm. It's an ideal that ultimately um, nobody is capable of living up to. I'm not capable of living up to that ideal. However, I would call myself a peaceful parent because I just tried to live up to that ideal. I tried, I do my best to uh, follow the principles of peaceful parenting, which is to not spank, to, to not be combative with your children, mm-hmm. uh, and to try to get along with them, to be have a peaceful attitude with them. So, um, so peaceful parenting at its most basic, I would say, is there's the nonviolent aspect of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and I see on your because you have a you've really um, broken it down on your Facebook group. I'm wondering about this too, mm-hmm. really, and I'm wondering if this. You must update this as members join in and hot conversations yeah. show up. Is that what happens? Right. That, <laughs> yes. That's what exactly what happens. I am so excited for that to happen in my group when I have to be like, okay, you guys, here's the rules. Because right. so far I don't have enough people for it to get too crazy in my group. But <laughs> I'm seeing things right. that you've written as peaceful parenting practices, which include empathizing, connecting, supporting, hugging. Being sensitive yes. and appreciating, listening, accepting, embracing, yes. staying calm. Like, yay, right. yes, yes, yes. I love this. And I love yep. that you said that um, it's an ideal. I think that that's so important. 
right. for parents to remember it's about progress and practice and not perfection because anytime we hold ourselves up to perfection, we're going to fail because it's not – it's just not available to any of us. And anyone who says that it is is a liar, right? I think. And I think too that – you know, being gentle with like all of these things that we're inviting parents into in relationship with their kids, I think are also important to right. be in our own relationship with ourselves, right? Yes, so when we exactly. do have those not great parenting moments where our, you know, we've lost our prefrontal cortex and all we have is our emotions running the show, you right. know, being able to be gentle with ourselves and recognizing that it's about progress and not perfection and that our kids, right. they don't need perfect models. That wouldn't be helpful to them. Right. I think it's really um, powerful that when the adults in their life can just model the human experience and be willing to make it right when they've shown up not so great. Right. And that's um, that's been a big uh, learning experience for me is just learning to be more self-accepting and self-compassionate because I can really get to beating myself up and saying to myself things like, you're not empathetic enough, Eric, you know, you're not connecting, you're not, right? Yeah. Um, and because sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm not as empathetic, sometimes I am um, less uh, support, less sensitive, right? Less appreciative. And I think it's important for to just be able to take those moments as opportunities to grow and just take a step back and go, oh, my gosh, what was going on with me yeah. in, that, in that moment? Well, and right, and yeah. what can I do going forward? And I always appreciate – because I think that there's a special kind of um, self-talk that shows up when the way that you are putting yourself out in the world is promoting – this ideal, right? Because I have the same thing. And then I'm in my own personal life going like, oh my gosh, how can I even call myself a parent educator? You know, like right. I have this yeah. whole like, oh my gosh, who do I think I am? And then I remember, so um, the author of Positive Discipline and the founder of the program, mm -hmm. Jane Nelson, talks about um, a time when she got into an argument with her daughter and her daughter stormed off, slammed the door, took out her copy of Positive Discipline and highlighted a bunch of parts for her oh mom gosh. to yeah. reread, you know, and, and Jane right. will talk about this. And she's the first one to say, I am not a perfect human. Right. Um, and I just I think it's so powerful for parents to hear the people that they admire and the people that they're following saying, hey, I don't get it right every time. And, and that's OK, because we're all in this practice. We're all in this process together. Exactly. That is that's that's very powerful. I, yeah, I love that story. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Wayne Dyer tells a story about a time when he was sort of getting after his daughters, and and one of his daughters responded back like, you know, if only your followers could see Mister Positive <laughs> now, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, sometimes the struggle we, is real. Right. Sometimes <laughs> that I love that the. So her daughter went back and highlighted some of the stuff and yeah. it fed it right back to her. Yep. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So what do you find are some of the biggest challenges for the um, the people in your group? Like what shows up kind of – what are the themes that show up that are struggles for parents trying to walk this more peaceful path of parenting? 
Yeah, I think ultimately it does come down to like so right the most uh, the so the biggest issue really is how do I keep myself mm-hmm. calm and connected and um, accepting and embracing my kid when they're doing something that is just setting me off mm-hmm. right and um, and again that goes back to practicing uh, the the thing. And like I was saying earlier, um, it, it depends on it depends on the, each parent, and you, you just got to do whatever you've got to do to get yourself feeling good. Yeah. So you've got so for some for one person it might be therapy, mm-hmm. it might be you know, um, or not. So for another person it might be uh, you know a daily exercise or or meditation or yoga kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for another. Uh, person it might be um a life coach like you were saying or parent coaching mm-hmm. um and 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 again practicing at it so practicing um taking that pause and 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 getting peaceful yourself and then there's the other component of self acceptance and having that self compassion uh like for me that's my challenge is I can just beat myself up um, too easily. And then I get caught in this cycle of, I don't feel good. You know, I'm beating myself up. I don't feel, um, like I'm, uh, like I'm doing a very good job. Um, so that, that's the, that's the biggest issue I would say. Yeah. I also, in my experience, find that often this, the peaceful or positive or gentle parenting, mm-hmm. uh, mindset, I guess right. can often seem permissive, like you just don't do anything. Mm, okay. And so, how do you? And I, I'm wondering if that shows up in your group. It shows up every once in a while um, on my Facebook page or right. at the end of a blog post. Someone will make a comment. Typically, I think to myself, like, "Wow, this person's kind of missed the point," and try mm-hmm. not to take it personally. Um, and right. <laughs> but how do you respond when when parents say, "But"? You know, I'm. We're letting them get away with something. Oh yes. Right. Yeah. Right. They that get away with it. Yeah. Yep. They're so afraid. They're so afraid to let them get away with anything. So it's like, how do we? You know. Yeah. Well, I'll let you respond, and then I'll follow up. Right. So, so peaceful parenting is not permissive parenting. Um, I think that so you know maybe that the the aspect of being nonviolent alone in and of itself you could go a more permissive route, but mm-hmm. that's ultimately, that's really neglectful. I mean, that's not really parenting, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so parenting is, peaceful parenting is, it's, it's, it's more involved, I would say, mm-hmm. because it, it does involve uh, taking the time to connect with your child, taking, giving them that one-on-one time uh, each and every day uh, it takes uh, empathizing in the moments where your child doesn't want to do something. They don't want to brush their teeth. They don't want to get ready for bed. They don't want to uh, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, so instead of arguing and combating uh, against them, it's, it's it's trying to understand where they're coming from and just empathize. Say, gosh, I know. I'm so sorry. I know you don't want to um, get your shoes on, but you know, we really have to get going out the door here. Mm-hmm. Or I know brushing your teeth is just, it's not fun, is it? Yeah. And just letting, 
and not even having a butt after that, right? Yeah. And just letting it sit. I know. It's not it's tough, isn't it? Brushing brushing your teeth or whatever it is. Um, so it's it's those phrases emphasizing is I know, I see, I understand, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um so so back to the point, peaceful parenting is not permissive parenting. It's not, you know, just letting your it is setting the limits and setting boundaries mm-hmm. uh, just in a peaceful way. Yeah. And and having the peaceful way is empathizing. It's connecting. It's um, sometimes it's hugging. I love that you mentioned that from my um, from that list on my group. Um, it's amazing what a hug can solve sometimes. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll throw my hands up and say, I don't know what to do. Yep. Can, can we just hug? Yeah. Right? And um and sometimes that will go just, just a long way towards um finding that solution together. Yeah. Well so, and I think that's the key, right? Is it's it's I what I'm hearing you say is that recognizing that connecting with your child through empathy, through hugging, through validating their feelings, um right. That kind of takes you both to this place where then you can follow. And I and I think it's so funny that you said you don't have to follow it with a but. I'm working really hard to instead of even using the word but, when I notice yeah. myself go there, say and. Right, right. And it makes such a huge difference in all of my conversations, even if not children, you know, yes. even the adults in my life. But yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you don't like brushing your teeth and – this is what we need to do before we go to bed. You know, exactly. do you want to do it together? Should we pick out a song, right? And then following up with some sort of, you know, limited choice or option. And I think, too, that what I notice, and you can tell me if you notice this, but mm-hmm. sometimes what I notice when parents are really excited, which I'm, I'm thrilled when they're excited about trying this new practice, and because they know they want to be kind. They know that they want to be positive and peaceful. And so firm, being firm is not something they're comfortable with. Because firm, I think for many of us, our models of firmness is really kind of mean. Right. Or that finger pointing, Mm. brow furrowed. And so trying to hold boundaries while your child is falling apart it's, I'm wondering what you've noticed, but it seems like parents really want – some parents really mm. want their kids to – they want them to feel better. Mm. And sometimes it's okay – well, I would say a lot of the time it's mm-hmm. really important that we let our kids feel how they feel because right. that's where resiliency shows up. That's where they right. learn that, oh, I felt really sad earlier and now I feel okay. Like there's a shelf life to emotions versus right. – you know, everybody doing a big old song and dance to talk them out of it or, you know, entertain them out of it or, or what, you know, fix it so that they don't have these big emotions. But right. it's okay. Feel like you're the martyr in your family. You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it. 
we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence Whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. And that's, that, that's a big challenge in peaceful parenting is to set those limits and boundaries and, and be firm about them mm-hmm. uh, and just holding on to that just holding that space for your child to go through the disappointment or the frustration or the upset in the moment yeah while still sticking to the limit or the boundary that's that is really tough it is because uh, right so you want your child to feel good and how easy would it be to just okay here you just have it then right totally how easy would that be right um so, but right. So you mentioned resilience and I think that I really think that empathizing and holding that space uh, is what builds the resiliency because yeah. then, then your child can, um, can go through that disappointment and frustration and have it validated and, uh, and, sort and understand that that it's okay. That, it, that that's what happens sometimes. You know, sometimes you got to do stuff you don't like to do. Yeah. And and if and so if you can learn that um, that skill of doing the things that you don't like to do, <laughs> uh, I wish I had that skill sometimes. Yeah. Right. And, um, so I think it really is building resiliency more so than I would argue. More so than a an authoritative, um, punishing, spanking type of approach. Oh, definitely. And yeah. we talk a lot. I talk a lot about creating routines and routine charts as a as a model of firmness, sticking to the routine that you co create with your child. We talk about making agreements mm. where you know everybody's put in what you know the ideas, and the child picks one thing to practice for a week. You know, I, I like to think of it as yeah. like freedom within structure. I'm all about structure. I'm a little bit of a micromanager. So um, okay. 
that, that can get yeah. me into some mischief. But looking for opportunities to share power right. with my kids has been really helpful as well. And and so in my work, a vast majority of the parents that show up, and I don't know if this is true for everyone, but I've just noticed that most of the people that are showing up on my Facebook page and my groups are moms. Mm-hmm. Although there are a few dads out there that chime in or that um, coach with me or take my classes, which I'm always excited. I actually had one parent class where I had more dads than moms, and that was so such oh, an wonderful. interesting dynamic okay. shift. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. But often moms, even just like yesterday, this came up in my program that I'm leading. Often moms will talk about how their husbands or their partners are not wanting to read or learn about something new or often mm-hmm. will respond to the wife's or the, yeah, the, the mom's request with, well, this is how I was raised in response to the mom's wanting to try a different approach. So right. what do you think? And you being a father and like mm-hmm. being, I mean, you know, you haven't spoken much about um, your son's mom, but mm-hmm. how, what is that about? Like, what is the, what do you think about the role of fathers in the learning and the practicing of parenting? Gosh, yeah, great question. I think that um, so the stuff that I've talked about, or the stuff that I write about, blog about, and, and post on my Facebook page, and the advice that I give to uh, parents is um, sort of a not for. I, in my mind, I don't see it from a perspective of uh, a gender. Uh, this is how the men do it. This is how the women do it. I like to sure. approach it as this is how I think all parents should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but lately, I recognize more of the fact that, right, there there are more moms <laughs> that are interested <laughs> in this kind of thing. And I think my hope right now is to maybe set more of a stronger example for dads that it's okay to be gentle and mm-hmm. it's okay uh, to be empathetic and understanding and to give your child a big hug in the grocery store when they're crying yeah. uh, in, in front of everybody, you know, that uh, these kinds of things, it, that, um, that it's okay. And, and it really does work. Yeah. That's the message I would like to get to a lot of dads. Because a lot of dads, are, I think, um, feel like, you know, this, this stuff... This stuff doesn't work. That you got to get tough sometimes. You got to, you know, lay down the law. And um, and I I don't really adhere to that approach so much. Um, yeah, I wonder. It would be interesting to find out if what the um, and I'm totally generalizing because obviously, like I said, I've worked with plenty of dads. You are a dad. Right. right. There's pl- my husband's a dad. Like. Dads are absolutely on the positive parenting train. Right. And I wonder, it would be so fascinating to find out if that, you know, laying down the line piece, Mm. laying down the law piece shows up more for dads with their sons or Mm. if they'd be more open to it with their daughters. Right. Because I'm actually going to do an interview with a woman um, in the next couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about raising our boys to be emotionally intelligent and that the world needs more emotionally okay. intelligent men. I mean, I don't know right. if you watched the debate last night, but right. you don't have to go there. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, the, and there, I think that there's just this like cultural piece that comes into play 
um, as far as dad roles, mom roles, how boys should show up, how they shouldn't show up. And, you know, it's, right. it's just so interesting to me. It's just fascinating to me, all of that sociological part of it. But really, I mean, what I always tell, and you'll have to help me out here, because what I always mm-hmm. say to moms who are really, I mean, you can hear the desperation even in just through the computer, like, how can I help my husband? Right. And I always go to like, well, the first thing you just need to do is you just need to model it, you know, right. just be that person, be that parent, put on the... You know, try this on and and really right. notice. Let him notice how it affects your relationship with your child. You know, right. celebrate your wins with him. And I also recently, because we were just talking about kids, and you know, one of the approaches that I often will say is, well, first thing you can do with your child when you notice something's kind of a pattern and not really working is, you know, tell me about that. Tell me about you know, mm. I noticed this happened, whatever it was. Can mm, you tell me right. about what that experience was like for you? And I said, these aren't parenting tools. These are relationship tools. And yes. so the same thing can be used for the husband. Like, gosh, I noticed that you got really upset with our child last night. Tell me about what your experience was. I'm really non-judgmental. Right, exactly. I think the key there is to connect first with mm-hmm. your your partner and acknowledge um, what it is that you're what it is that you are observing that your partner would like to get out of this situation. Yeah. So you can say, I, you know, I know that you uh, are concerned that our child is, you know, doing too much hitting, for example, or maybe biting, and you would like for that to stop, right? And then you take it from there. So you acknowledge and you and you empathize mm-hmm. and you connect. Uh, and then you offer the alternative. That's that's a much better approach as than, okay, that's not going to work. Stop doing right, that. Totally. Right. Um, so, but as far as uh, you know, the men versus women, I think that could be a really deep conversation. <laughs> I realize <laughs> could be a whole other podcast. I think, <laughs> you know, I I think it does a dis a disservice to just disregard it entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think we have to be careful um, before we start uh, stereotyping too much because, mm-hmm. right, there, I'm finding there's, there are so many more dads who are really interested in this uh, type of approaches um, who want to learn more about peaceful parenting and conscious parenting. Yeah. And um, I, I think I feel like I'm seeing it more just across the board. Moms and dads uh, want to learn more. Um, you know how how do I how do I raise my children without the spanking, without the punishing, without the battling? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if if I can be an example of a dad who is who has taken the this stuff seriously, and if I can uh, show that these approaches work and are um, and are very helpful, then I'm glad to take on that role. Yeah. Well, I just love having a male voice in the arena because there aren't very right. many. There aren't right. very many. And so right. it's it's a treat to even just now to get to talk to you about this and to be speaking the same language. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank and, you and, for representing. And I'm glad to. I don't know. Uh, I feel like this stuff for me was just, I just felt intuitively from the moment my son was born, I just knew that 
the whole spanking and punishing thing just wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to happen. I yeah. still, to this day, I can't imagine being physically uh, harsh mm-hmm. with, with my son, like at all. It just, um, so how I developed that idea um, just from the get-go uh, with my own son, I don't know. Um, but um, I have always felt um, very strongly about it. Mm-hmm. What's a baby step that people can take if somebody's listening and they're, you know, thinking, okay, now's the time. I'm ready to move away from this overly harsh, right. which can doesn't always have to include spanking, right? I mean, it can be a tone. It can be mm-hmm. a facial expression. It can be the shut out silent treatment. There's lots of ways that we can be harsh without being physically harsh. Yeah. So what's a baby step? What baby step would you encourage parents to take? to be more peaceful. I I really think it would depend on the parent and depend on where they're at and what their own, what their challenges are. So one parent may be really good with empathizing, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas another parent may be better at just having a stick to it mentality. Okay, I'm not going to spank. I'm not going to Mm -hmm. do anything physically punitive, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it depends on 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 the parent individually if i can think of one baby step gosh that's a great question um <laughs> you know i think we all need support yeah so maybe a baby step for all of us uh for any parent that's new to this would be to join a facebook group a community mm-hmm. take a class take a course and make that commitment that this is something you're going to take seriously you know this is something um, that you can, that you see the value in and that you want to make a commitment to, uh, to working on. Love it. Love it. So so just the decision alone is, is huge. Yeah, totally. I'm going to decide not to be a perfect parent, but I'm going to decide that, that we're going to be more peaceful, that we are going to be more connected. We're going to do more one-on-one time. We're going to right. We're yeah. going to take on um, all these things. Yeah, excellent. Thank yeah. you. So my last question that I love to end with is, um, mm. Eric, what does joyful courage mean to you? You hear that? Yes, love the question. Thanks. I, and I think for me, uh, what I take away from it is the courage to be joyful. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, so when the question comes up, I'm reminded of, I think it was Brene Brown who talked about that um, one of the more, one of the most, or I think she's at the most vulnerable state that you can be in is joy. Mm-hmm. She did say that. Right? Yes. So, and that takes courage. It takes courage to be joyful. Yeah. Um. It's, it, you know, it's so easy to be pessimistic, to mm-hmm. be cynical, to have a bad attitude, to gripe, to complain. Yeah. And sometimes it really takes courage to say, I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to have a um, joyful, loving, tender attitude uh, with my children, with myself, with the world. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, good one. So, I like that yes. one, Eric. Thank Courage you. To be joyful. Thank you. Great question. Yeah. So tell us now, where can um, where can people find you? I know you mentioned it at the uh, beginning of the show, but just remind us again. So you're on 
You've got the Peaceful Parenting Community on Facebook, so people yes. just search for that in your search bar, and they'll come up. And that's your group. Yes, that's my Facebook group, Peaceful Parenting Community. That is a closed group. Um, and I am at facebook.com slash oneawesomedad. Okay. I'm, I'm on Twitter at twitter.com slash ericdgreen. Okay. And finally, my website is www.oneawesomedad.com. Awesome. And I will make sure, listeners, that all of those links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today, Eric. Thanks so much, Casey. It was great to talk to you. I feel so honored at the end of every show that these guests that I reach out to and say, hey, I've got this little podcast. I'd love to have you on. People say yes, and then we get to have these really cool conversations. So big, huge thanks to Eric D. Green, one awesome dad, for coming on and puzzling out this peaceful parenting idea with me. Super grateful for that. Hope that you all found value in the show. Let me tell you where you can find me, in case you don't know. I have a parenting community as well on Facebook. It's called Live and Love with Joyful Courage. If you search for it on Facebook, it'll come up and then you can ask to join and you'll be accepted. And I also have a business page, Joyful Courage, on Facebook. I'm on Instagram at Joyful underscore Courage. I'm also on Twitter at Joyful Courage. So yay, lots of places to find me. I would love your feedback, so if you want to send me a message through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, that's great. Or if you want to send me, you know, get straight at me, you can send me an email at casey at joyfulcourage.com. I would love for you to head over to the website. I've kind of tweaked up the design, so it's looking fresh over there, and that's www.joyfulcourage.com. If you love, love, love the show... And you're wondering, how? what can I do to show Casey how much I dig this show, how much value I find and receive from listening in every week? I would love for you to head over to patreon.com slash joyfulcourage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash joyfulcourage. That's a little site where for listeners who are feeling especially excited and motivated and wanting to give back, they can you can go over there and you can donate a small little financial contribution each month and you are part of then keeping the podcast alive because i don't get paid to do this i get paid in love the love of my listeners um, but if you want to take that up a notch and pay me in cash that would be awesome too so head over to patreon.com slash joyful courage p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash joyful courage and just see if there's a level that works for you you can do as little as one dollar a month and all the way up to twenty dollars a month so you decide you decide what the exchange should be all right my friends excited next week i'm going to be talking to um a lovely woman named tasha shore and we're going to talk about boys raising boys And uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation. So join me again next Tuesday. We'll go live with a fresh new convo. Until then, I'll see you online. Big love.
Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.